Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the texts we covered in worship on Sunday. We do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day with you to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, uh, we are uh, continuing our discussion of prayer since we're in the 40 Days of Prayer series, and so we'll jump right into it. We're just uh, going to pick up some other thoughts about dimensions of prayer. Um, the piece we used Sunday was from Ephesians, and it says uh, that you might have power together with all of the Lord's people to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. I've been in several conversations, even this morning uh, in Men's Faith and Fellowship, we were talking about um, uh, about transformation, and we were also Louis Giglio is, is a series that we're using right now. His uh, his study on Jesus, and um, was talking about how how wide and how deep. This is how I was relating to what he was saying. He was talking about that Jesus's role was to meet with sinners, mm-hmm. and he generally ticked off the established church mm-hmm. because he was eating with people they didn't want to eat with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that was just pondering even as we were walking over here about uh, how deep that love of Christ is that we recognize or we grab a hold of or we're willing to live out or live into. Mm-hmm. Um, and the depth of that love is sometimes, I don't know how to say it kindly, it's just kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it more is self-serving than it is about uh, uh, going to the place of meeting a woman at a well who'd been mm-hmm. married five times and was living with the sixth man, or meeting with a leprous person, or uh, um, intervening in the the one that was about to be stoned, or meeting with a crooked tax collector up in the tree. And um, the, the dimensions the perspectives of our prayer life are often limited by the lack of depth we have. Um, it wasn't Adam Hamilton. I'm trying to think. It was Mike Slaughter. I think Mike may have actually been in Bloomington Normal at Wesley before we came. Yeah. But I remember one of the things that he talked about after his church in uh, – in Ohio had grown. He says, we built a church, and he says, we built a church a half inch thick, 40 miles wide, but about a half inch thick. Uh, And that has always struck with me, uh, how deep are we building people's faith and their foundations. And so anyway, that's just another whole side note to to the point this morning that when we were talking about dimensions and perspective on prayer, but our perspective on prayer often has relative merit to the depth in which our relationship is um, and what that relationship looks like and what that relationship means. Well, and I think a lot of times our prayer life is limited to our own personal space, our own personal being, um, rather than um, we were talking this morning about uh, today is the um, uh, day for the student walkout um, um, Oh, today is? Today is for the student walkout um, um, about gun violence, and then there's a march in a few weeks. I thought and it was on the 17th, but anyway, it doesn't anybody matter. Anybody hear anything? Okay, I could be wrong, but I thought I saw it. Do you know, Isaac? I, I think it is today, okay. at least in town. Yeah, yeah. The, in, in, yeah, in Bloomington. Okay, Normal. okay. Um, 
And, you know, is our prayer life covering things like that? Um, covering these kids that are trying to make a stand? Covering, um, leading us to take a stand somewhere? Or are we too afraid that um, others might not like the stand we take? Or, I mean, it just, and, and are we praying for social change? Are we praying for, uh, for our world instead of just our household? Um, uh, that's, what, that's what, of a couple of things, and there was a couple of very specific things when I was in college that drew me to the Methodist church as opposed to several other churches I was involved with as well as the Methodist. Uh, one of them was uh, some theological points. Uh, one of them was Wesley's... Uh, he had the most balance between social action and deep faith. Uh, I'm not saying the others aren't there, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, at least for me at that point in my life, there was something there I saw in the Wesley and, and his John's teaching that uh, resonated with me because of the balance that it needs to be. Um, it uh, I, I've been around well-meaning, well-meaning folks who said, "Well, we'll pray for you." Mm-hmm. But what that really meant was, I'm going to tell you that, but I'm not willing to become engaged. And so the the depth there maybe is not what at least I would I would not hope I would hope better from myself. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. That uh, although uh, taking time to go to a march or taking time to I believe there's a walk coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, in March 24th, I believe. Uh, and. Uh, you know, I think to myself, it's one more thing to do. But the reality is, depth, depth in our relationship with Christ, depth in our time that we spend with Him, depth in listening time with Him, ought to bring us to a point where it's not about one more thing to do, but it's about where do I invest what I have, uh, and where's the best way to do that. And uh, I was I, with the um, <clears throat> young adults last night from Calvary. Um, we have a new young adult group and. And um, we were talking about um, where it's where faith and where where God seems inconsistent. And um, they began talking about you know if if you are born in a certain uh, culture, a certain uh, even even those in the United States. Um, a certain we have a caste system I don't care what you say you know I mean we have it may not be um, uh, defined uh, by the old ways but um, one person in the group had volunteered at the community health uh, center here in town and saw the way people were not able to get medication saw infections because they couldn't get health care and um, are we Christians um, doing anything about that? Or are we sitting back going, wow, that's too bad. Let me pray for uh, my friend who has cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we looking at the people who can't afford it, who are dying? Um, when I was in Haiti, um, that was one of the things that I, uh, I thought about. Um, what's the difference between our perspective of prayer here and the perspective of the Haitian? In prayer, um, my world, uh, you know, changes every time I see something new from a different perspective, mm-hmm. and I think it's helpful for us to do that. I mean, 
the reason people go on mission trips, well, there are several reasons, but I think the benefit is not to those we're serving. The benefit is uh, that it changes our lives, that it, cha- that it broadens our worldview. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know taking kids um, on a mission trip one time, and this happens about every time, but them coming on, on the way home, them saying, I'm never going to complain again about what my mom makes for dinner. You know, I'm never going to complain again about mm-hmm. their world just got a little bigger. Um, and uh, I, our prayer life should be like that, too. Well, and our prayer life is, is oftentimes culturally shaped shaped yeah. or formed um, when I took a couple mission teams to Mexico and uh, we sat down to thank God for dinner at the Casas and some little boy shared his moldy bread with me there's a different perspective because I hate stale bread much less moldy bread mm-hmm. it, it brings a different perspective in prayer about even depths of gratitude mm-hmm. um, and 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 that uh, that's what I think that's that's one of the benefits of getting outside of our comfort zone. Certainly, is to broaden our prayer perspective, uh, to broaden um, um, uh, even our safe zones as mm-hmm. Christians, um, because there's just a whole there's a whole different world probably between where we are and a lot of folks are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our, even our prayers, our desires to pray, our desires, our wants from God are so radically different. Uh, that's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation, I bet, that you had last night with the young people. It was awesome. Um, um, and, and we said, yeah, is that God's fault that people in, in, uh, that don't have money don't have a voice? No, that's not God's fault. That's that's the government's fault. Can we blame the government? Is it our? I I'm going to take responsibility for that. You know, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Do I know yet what I can do? Um, I can certainly volunteer, but how do I change the systems? If I were to go back um, and do uh, another degree, it would be in um, economic systems and. Uh, poverty systems, um, because it seems to me <laughs> that if all of us Christians mean what we say we mean and are trying to change the world, that over the centuries something would have changed. And, uh, and, I, and I'm just not – that's where I would, I would focus my attention, because I would have those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, so we were talking about this as it relates to prayer. Um, is God? We were only on session two because we meet every other week, and so most folks are on session four in this book, the study that we're doing. And we're only on session two, and and um, it talks about in the in the workbook. It talks about God being a consistent God, a caring God. Uh, there are two other C's: caring, consistent, uh, capable. And uh, there's another C. You can look it up, folks. I don't remember what it is. Anyway, I said, which ones do you have the most trouble with? And uh, around the tables, it was consistency. Um, Is God consistent when we see answers in prayer? And so as we talked about it, 
we decided that, yeah, God is consistent. We aren't. Mm-hmm. And the church is not consistent. I don't just mean Calvary. I mean the church is not consistent because we talk about justice, we talk about loving, and then we fight with each other. Um, I wish that the church were the place um, that people could come from, uh, maybe I said this last week, or maybe I said in a Bible study, I remember where I said it, people could come no matter what their perspective and know that they were loved. And that's true in some cases. Um, in, in any church, they can come with some, but can we really be ourselves? I mean, can we really unload our sins um, and our, um, it, it, not just our sin, but um, our hearts and be who we really are um, in front of God? Yeah, we can in front of God. Can we in front of the church? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my dream uh, for the church. And um, meeting with different people, having prayer with different people gives us that those different dimensions mm-hmm. that you talk about, you know? Um, uh, this group gives me one dimension. Praying with our three-year-old granddaughter uh, gives us another dimension. Um, uh, praying with an autistic nine-year-old that we have in our house is a, a different dimension. Um, praying with Haitians, you know, it's just, it, it's pretty cool. I think um, uh, in terms of, uh, and I've been continuing to think about uh, perspectives that we bring into the prayer room. And the mm-hmm. prayer room can be your personal prayer room. It can be the corporate prayer room in worship in a, in a huge group of people, wherever it is that you happen to be. But what it is we bring into that and what is it that we uh, that uh, we're looking at God and thinking about God? What eyes, what lenses we're looking through? My glasses turn dark in the sunlight, mm-hmm. so when I walk into a building, it's just almost impossible to see unless I take them off or I stand there and wait for them. When we come sometimes into prayer, we come with whatever's going on in our lives, whether that's fears or doubts, and we look at God through those lenses and we begin to pray through those lenses. One of the things that I found helpful is, and I'm not much of a touchy-feely person, so this is this is a challenge for me. Uh, I remember there was a, uh, oh gosh, it's been 50 years ago, there was a Sunday school, or I went to a Sunday school convention, maybe it was 45 years ago, and uh, this, this uh, facilitator of this group must have picked out that I didn't particularly... Uh, her emotional level and mine were maybe on different planets. Um, <laughs> and she, all week, she just drove me left. Randy, get in touch with your feelings. Get in touch with your feelings. And I thought, my feelings are fine. Says, so you go worry about yours, and I'll worry about mine. <laughs> but the truth is, is when I'm able to recognize what I'm either worried about, what's on my mind, if I'm if if I'm angry. That affects how I come to God. It affects my anticipation of what I'm going to say to God, or it affects my anticipation of what God might say to me or what my expectations are. So whether it's doubts or fears or confusion or whether it's – I mean, we're talking – I think about this sometimes when we're talking in the English language, uh, our language of prayer, uh, because – 
of the English is so much different than even other earthly languages, such as German or such as uh, maybe Spanish Creole. or Creole, <laughs> uh, much less than when we go back and reflect and we, we look at the prayer lives of, say, Paul, mm-hmm. or we look at the prayer life of uh, one of the prophets of the Old Testament. Uh, we look at the prayer life of Jesus, and even the language there between Greek and Hebrew is so different than our language, we have a, a sometimes, I think, a, a, a ch- more challenging time to understand. But then we get to the place where we're talking about our understanding, our very finite prayer language. And I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm not talking about any of those kinds of gifts. I'm just talking about high God. Right. Uh, it's so much even different than God's language. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess my prayer is that uh, not, for, uh, not for any other sake than I really, really would like to know the heart of God mm-hmm. at a deeper level than I do. And I, it, uh, that's been a, a journey now for over 50 years. Um, if you would get in touch with your feelings, Randy. I know. I know. <laughs> No, but I, I was going to say some, my deepest prayer times are those without words. Um, uh, last week on First Wednesday, we had prayer stations, and that kind of a thing is very um, meaningful to me. It, you, and that's where you and I, Randy, differ. And I'm not sure where you are on that, Isaac. What what kinds of things are meaningful to you? But um, you know, when when I go to retreat centers, I like to go where there's a labyrinth, and that is. Man, that's just the most powerful thing for me. Um, that's not something that you um, have that is helpful to you. I, I can appreciate those that yeah. appreciate it, but it's kind of like I, I I look at life a lot of times through the banquet table approach. I take what yeah, I want absolutely. off the table and leave the rest. I don't want to poo-poo on somebody else's experience. But a labyrinth, frankly, has not much connection with me at all. So you do it differently than I do, and um, um, that's how um, we look at the different dimensions differently. Um, and so my um, my being able to uh, even walk Constitution Trail and, um, and pray through my eyes um, – through what I see is some of the most powerful prayer times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I just think we need to look at it from different perspectives. And and um, if, if your prayer life is stale, if you're, if you're not praying, do something different. There's no right or wrong. Um, just do something different because God wants to hear from us. And not just a, a litany of this is what I want, you know, mm-hmm. Let's learn who you talked about um, uh, learning more about the heart of God. And I have um, last night, somehow I've lost my prayer book, um, my uh, 40 Days of Prayer book that I have my journaling in. So I'll just have to start over. But um, one of the things that I know I put on there is that um, I want my deepened prayer life to um, bring me closer to what God's will is for me and what God's will is for me in terms of the world. How am I supposed to impact that? Um, you know, so. I, th- I think one of my hopes is that out of uh, our, our prayer conversations and teachings and ponderings, 
that uh, folks will realize that it doesn't make any difference how old you are or how long you've been around. Uh, Wesley puts it well. He says we're lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, we're still learning how to pray. And most of the time, I feel like after 50-plus years, I'm still just beginning to scratch the surface of what it means to have that kind of relationship with God and have that kind of conversation with God going on. Absolutely. Because every time I think I'm starting to get a little closer... He opens up a new dimension of yeah. who he is. Yeah. And so uh, the thing is not to be confused, not to get worried. Don't get so locked in that you think your way is the only way to pray. Right. Um, but, but be open to whatever uh, whatever new thing might come along, you know. Um, you got to be careful with that. I was going to say, not every new thing. Yeah, that's, but, I thought after I said that, I probably should have said that differently. Go back to some of the ancient things that we have seen throughout the ages. I have gone back to the Book of Common Prayer, yeah. which I, I'm not a highly liturgical person, but I've gone back to the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, I've got gone back to uh, some of the practices of Ignatius mm-hmm. uh, in terms of prayer life. And uh, just, just because I think... All of the pieces hold a breath to the understanding of, of how wide, deep, high God is. So, yeah. Anyway. The music is coming up. Sure is. There it is. And we're glad that, uh, that you've been listening today. And uh, if you have some questions or if you have any discussion that you'd like to follow up on, we'd love to do that with you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or uh, email, hit the website, whatever you want to do to get a hold of us. Uh, we'll be there. And we'll be back next week uh, continuing this deeper dive into prayer. So until then, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.